Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Very special episode 16 of Believe in Betting LA. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713. I'm joined by two-thirds of the tripod that is Stag Capital. We got some brothers from back in the day. These guys play college football together, so they know a lot more about each other than they probably would like to admit. A lot more than probably their significant others would like to admit as well. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Lewitz, and a very special guest this evening, Mike Hall, is going to break down teaser strategies Chris and I, of course, have taken a lot of teasers of the last several weeks in our bets of the week. Mike's going to give us some real detailed analysis of what to look for and how to bet teasers. Let me welcome in my co-host first here, Chris Lewert. How are you doing this fine evening, Chris? Couldn't be better. Be criminal if I was doing any better. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Obviously, uh, we're advancing. Uh, we're now like a quarter into the season here. We can start to understand who these teams are, how to bet them. And so this is very exciting time as we turn the page and the calendar into October. We also have, of course, some baseball, some playoff baseball. It's getting going here as well. We haven't talked about baseball in a while. Um, we'll definitely mention some of those uh, in other episodes as well. And let me welcome in here Mike Hall. He has, for whatever reason, not made his appearance and his debut on this podcast until now. It's great to have you on board here, Mike. How you doing from the fine, mean streets of New York City? I am doing great. Thank you, thank you Sam. It's uh, good, good to talk to you, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know me a lot more uh, than I know you and a lot of people out there probably uh, wish they didn't know me because we're, we're yapping away here. Uh, weekly, Chris and I certainly uh, hold down the fort here. All right, so let me swing it over here to Chris. He's going to give just a brief kind of uh, backstory of how Stack Capital was formed, how you guys met. You, you told it on one of our very first episodes, Chris, of how you were recruited to go to Claremont McKenna. I believe you are the youngest of the three football players that joined to become what later became at least Stack Capital. So just give me a very brief synopsis of how you guys became friends, how you guys became teammates, how you guys became brothers. For sure. And oh, I would say recruitment is probably a very generous term. But uh, yes, we did. Uh, actually, the first the first person I ever met at, at CMC uh, was Mike. And the funny thing about it is uh, coach introduces us. He says, you know, this is this is Mike Hall. He's going to show you around. You know, he's going to take you to a class, take you to the dining hall, meet some of the other guys, so on and so forth. And I said, okay, great. Like really excited to, to get and see the campus and, and meet some people and whatnot. And uh, Mike and I kind of go about our day and he's taking me to class and he's, you know, telling me about professors and so on and so forth. And as I meet some of the guys, everybody starts saying, uh, O'Doyle, you know, O'Doyle this, O'Doyle that. And, you know, where's O'Doyle? And O'Doyle's oh, an oh, idiot. What, what, what year was this? How, how recently did, did uh, Billy Madison come out? So this is right. The, the, you're, it's exactly right. And this is exactly why Mike has the nickname. So you guys in listening land can't see Mike, but he does <laughs> resemble the high school version of O'Doyle from Billy Madison. So this would have been about 2002, I think, 2001, 2002. So Billy Madison, not super recent, but definitely still part of uh, of popular culture. Well, to put, and, to put, to, sorry, to put it in perspective, I got that name on my recruiting trip, which was in... 1999 so <laughs> oh we're really dating ourselves here i love it there you go this is an so, older skewing crowd Billy um, medicine is definitely older than that right so <laughs> i'm uh confused as all get out because i don't know who o'doyle is and everybody's talking about o'doyle and i feel like he's in the room except i don't know anybody named o'doyle i haven't met anybody named o'doyle 
And it wasn't, I, w I think I was there for about 36 hours, and I'm going to say it was about hour 34 where I finally realized <laughs> that Mike Hall and O'Doyle were the same person. <laughs> I, I, no joke, had no idea, and I was completely confused by it. Um, so that was that was the origin of when of when we of when we first met, and uh, a little bit of the rest is history. You know, played football together, hung out together. Um, you know, we could spend probably another episode and a half, and I think we'll probably keep leaving breadcrumb trails about the history of Stag Capital. But um, I wanted to to have Mike on today because it's something I think I alluded to maybe two episodes ago was teasers have become a much bigger part of what of what stag capital has been betting especially this football season uh has been very lucrative for us and there's an entire kind of mathematical strategy everything we do is a mathematical strategy but i being the lowly food and beverage manager of stag capital um, <laughs> do not do a terrific job explaining it so i wanted to have mike on to kind of give the listening audience uh, a 101 on what to look for uh, whether they're betting with a major book or local, if they're in Vegas, and an opportunity to get some very positive odds money down on on a teaser and a very advantage play. Um, so with that, you know, Mike, kind of uh, get into it as you would, and uh, I'm sure we'll have some questions as we move forward. Okay. Uh, so first of all, I'm not super familiar with uh, your audience, but I'm. Can I? Is it safe to assume that everybody knows what a teaser is, more or less? Let's start with teaser 101. What What is a teaser, and why would you do a teaser over a parlay or single bets? All right. Well, fortunately, I have that prepared. I looked on uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> I looked on Wikipedia earlier, and a teaser is a type of bet that allows the better to combine bets on two or more different games. The better can adjust the point spreads for the games, but realizes a lower return on the bets in the event of a win. So, what that basically means is, <clears throat> when you do a teaser, you have to select at least one game. It can be either multiple spreads or spreads in totals, and some books won't let you do spreads in totals because they're correlated, which we won't get into, but you basically have to do at least one bet. And you get, generically, there's all sorts of different ones, but generally you get, in a football game, you get six points. So if, say, the Chargers are plus four on any given weekend, and you include them in a teaser, that'll move them to plus 10, four, four plus six. If they're minus four, then that'll move them to plus two. Uh, real basic stuff, I assume everybody knows this. And so you get those six points, but in return for getting those extra points, you obviously need to win multiple games. And so generally, teasers are not a great bet, but as we'll talk about, there are cer certain circumstances where the odds can be in your favor. So that's teaser 101. Um, okay, so that's the very basics of teasers. And I think, yeah. I think you're right. I ho hopefully the majority of our, our, our listeners uh, have some sort of understanding of teasers. If not, welcome to teaser 101. It's taught by Professor <laughs> Mike Hall. Um, and, and, you know, as he mentioned, he, or as Chris mentioned, he, he showed Chris around campus. And, and so we're trying to do that with you guys at home at, or, or driving wherever you are uh, as well. So we know what a teaser is now. Let's talk about just general strategy of the teaser. What do you look for? What do you generally speaking take? How many or you know how many games are you taking? Uh, what, what's the, the 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 basic teaser that Stack Capital will take on a game, uh, week to week basis? Okay, so basically, and this will get in our general strategy for everything in gambling as in life. It, everything is Job about value. 
Everything is about finding, <laughs> finding you value. well, Sam. <laughs> finding value. And teasers are really no different. And generally, the difference between a good teaser and a bad teaser is the place you're playing and the odds you're getting at, at whatever that book is. So what we generally stick to, and I think this is, to speak in broad strokes, this is generally the case. Uh, three or four team teasers are usually going to give you the best odds. And again, that varies by book. But we look for three or four teams mostly. We have some uh, pretty good outs <laughs> that have, that have good, good odds on those teasers right now. Um, the other big thing we look for, and <clears throat> this some of your listeners may be familiar with, uh, with, with this already, but we look for a type of teaser, and this is called a Wong teaser. And I can go into the history of that a little bit, but basically, uh, if you want to know more about it, you should definitely read a book you can find it on Amazon. It's called Sharp Sports Betting, and it's by Stanford Wong. So I would definitely recommend you go check that out. Uh, but the gist of the strategy is that, and I think most of your listeners again know this, certain points in the NFL are worth more than other points. Games land on three 15% of the time. They land on seven, I think, another 10% of the time. Don't, don't quote me on that. But basically, the three and the seven are worth a lot. So... For a six-point teaser, you want to maximize the value of those six points. And you can do that by teasing games through the three and the seven. So basically teams that are plus one and a half, plus two, plus two and a half, you can tease those to plus seven and a half, plus eight, plus eight and a half. And you will generally have an edge there when you do that. Uh, the trick is finding enough games in any given week that allow you to do that. Okay. So you talked about spreads, obviously, and obviously that makes a ton of sense, getting it past seven, getting it past three, et cetera. Um, what happens when you try to tease a total? Or do you try to correlate? You, you mentioned that you try to correlate uh, the spread with the total. What's your general thought on that, and how do you try to attack that? Um, well, generally, um, the under and the underdog are somewhat are somewhat correlated. It's not quite as true if the total is high, but if it's a low total and and an underdog, then if the total goes under, the underdog will also tend to cover just because there's not very many points being scored. I can, <laughs> I can elaborate on this more, but I, <laughs> but I, but I, but I won't right now. So you could, in theory, you could, uh, tease the underdog and you could tease the under and get extra points that way. And that would be semi-correlated and you could potentially push, push it to a plus EV bet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you guys ever hedge on your bet? You know, if you're, if you're very confident in two different bets, will you ever combine those into a teaser as kind of a fallback in case you're right, but not fully right? Is that something that you guys trying to do sometimes? Uh, I'm thinking, uh, well, I'm going to say no, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't hedge it in that way. Uh, okay. what I would, what I would probably do is, I would definitely bet each of the legs individually. Uh, and then I may tease them as well. And again, this depends on the out that you're at and what the teaser odds are. Um, I would probably just take the two legs individually mm -hmm. uh, because doing the two legs plus the teaser would probably lead you to be over betting. And unless you want to uh, go into some, go into some very complicated math, 
this is another thing that we generally do at, at State Capital is people really overthink betting and overthink hedging situations and all this stuff. It's so much easier to just manage your risk. If you're worried, if you're worried about your bet to the point where you need to hedge, just bet less. <laughs> That's <laughs> life advice with Mike Hall, Chris Leward, and Sam Maxwell. This is awesome. Um, all right. So we kind of talked about teasers, how you attack them, generally what you're doing, the, the kind of math strategy behind them. Mm-hmm. Let's put this into practice here. Full disclosure, we're recording this Wednesday, October 7th, or excuse me, 2nd at 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's 10 Eastern where Mike is right now. Let's look at it real quick. You mentioned before we started recording, this is not the best week for a teaser. If you had to put money down on a 3-14 to 14 teaser, and I don't know if I'm catching you off guard here, you can feel free to take your time in answering this. Uh, but what do you think would be the best teaser? And just kind of, you know, look and kind of view this through the lens of, of if you're looking for a teaser right now, kind of guiding our viewers to what you guys would be looking for uh, when you guys are browsing the books and the open lines as well. Okay. Well, uh, I can tell you one leg of the teaser because we talked about it before we started recording. Sure, uh, sure. But uh, like Sam said, this is, this is Wednesday night and tomorrow there's uh, the Rams Seahawks game. Uh, Thursday, Thursday night football. And right now, a lot of books have the Rams plus one and a half. So that falls in that range that I talked about, where you can te- include the Rams in a six-point teaser, and you can get it through the three and the seven. So you would tease tease the Rams, and it goes to plus seven and a half. Um, so I would definitely include that in any teaser. Unfortunately, there's not a lot good this week. So... What I would do, and some um, some books allow you to do this, is you can start a teaser and then have open spots in that teaser. So if you see something that you know you like, you don't have to commit to any other games at that time. So what I would do is I would take the Rams and put it in like 10 different teasers, and I know that there will be something that I like either later this week or next week or maybe two weeks from now and that leg is good so i know that i want to use it in as many combos as i can mm-hmm. so okay. i'm sorry if, i'm sorry if that didn't really <laughs> answer we got question. one leg of the teaser here yeah i mean i think our our viewers and our listeners will, will love hearing that you want to uh take the rams there and as you mentioned it's very strategic based on what the line is right now plus one and a half you're getting it past the three you're getting it past the seven um, and, and with them being an underdog, is that something you would look to take the under? Would you tease the under in this game at all as well? Uh, I, I would not. I'm not going to tell you that that's a, that that's a bad strategy because I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really looked into it. Um, they're not a big enough. I mean, they're plus one and a half, so it's basically, okay. basically 50, 50. They're not, they're not a real big underdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's a tremendous correlation between underdog and under in this game. So I would say no. Okay. And then I just have one final question here. Are you typically looking to tease dogs or would you take that same approach for a favorite as well? Oh yeah. I wanted, sorry. I wanted to mention that earlier. And yeah, you would do the same thing for favorites. Uh, so teams that are minus seven and a half, minus eight, minus eight and a half, uh, even minus nine with juice. Um, you would take, you would tease those also, and the same old stir goes through the goes through the seven and the three, and you have an edge. 
assuming again that you have an out with the right teaser odds. <laughs> right. So the sweet spot really seems like it's you know the, the the very slight underdog, like we just talked about the Rams and the touchdown to ten point favorite. That seems like what you guys like to tease for the most part. Yeah, I wouldn't say like nine and a half is not. You don't want to go nine and a half to three and a half because mm-hmm. a huge part of the value is moving through the three. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. It's really those specific numbers: seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. Okay. Okay. And, so and really, on the other, and on the other side, one and a half. Two right. And a half. Got it. And do you ever want to move past 14, 17, 21 as well, or is that getting too far away? Those number. I mean, there's value in those numbers, but it's not the same amount of value that's in the three and the seven. So we're really limiting ourselves to just those. Uh, there are other things that you can potentially do, and there's different types of teasers. Uh, one thing that's gotten a lot of play in the uh, in gambling Twitter in the last couple of weeks is the idea of teasing through the zero, which is generally something that you don't want to do because NFL games typically do not end in ties. So the zero moving moving from plus one half to minus one half is basically worthless because the ties ties happen so infrequently. And people will say that if you do that, you're basically only getting five points, even though you're paying for six. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very obvious, basically, which teams to consider with the teasers. If you're just looking at it through that lens, it's really only the teams that are plus one, plus one and a half, plus two. And then obviously on the other end, mm-hmm. minus seven and a half to eight and a half. So it's actually quite easy to put the teasers together, it seems like. Right. But so but just to elaborate on what I was saying is this there are some uh, touts that have been have been selling teasers that, that go through zero and they've gotten a lot of they've gotten a lot of blowback on Twitter to, to say the least <laughs> not gonna not gonna name names either. Yeah, don't name any names but anyone really selling their picks probably does not have your best interests at heart no, all right well this they, is a really they, fun episode uh, any final thoughts here Mike you want to share with either us or our listeners any, any funny stories about Chris <laughs> Uh, How many? Too many. <laughs> we should get you on uh, more often, Chris. The quietest I've heard Chris in six months. Yeah, if you uh, uh, let, 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 let the adults speak, is what I say. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything right now. If you want to have me back yeah. up, back on later, I'll yeah, I'll something. yeah. sounds great. <laughs> Where can really, people really find you, Mike? Do you have uh, a Twitter handle, or do you just kind of operate the Stag Capital? No, I do have a, I do have my own Twitter handle, and actually, most of the stuff that I post is on there. I don't have a ton to do with the Stag Capital account, other than deleting tweets that we post that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. But the my Twitter side of Stag Cap. <laughs> my Twitter handle is at not that tricky. N O T T H A T T R I C K Y, and I won't get into why that's my Twitter handle. It's an old <laughs> old. It's not that tricky, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, this was a fun episode. This was Teaser 101 with Mike Hall and Chris Lewert from StagCap. This was episode 16 of Believe in Betting LA. Thank you guys very much for your time. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for your rules. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.